Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Moanvale and Sydney's northern beaches and one of Australia's best craft brewers, be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Today on the podcast we'll be reviewing round 11, uh, nearly through this uh, 2020 season already. Uh, with finals approaching there's been some very interesting results and looking forward to talking about all that and more with uh, Andrew Swain. So let's get on with the show. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round 11 wrap. Andrew Swain is on the line. Swainy, uh, weekend without super rugby, mate, so uh, lots of shoot shield action, but a uh, bit of a break for you at the moment. Yeah, it was was nice to um, switch off for a second, Burjo, but managed to switch right back on when the shoot shield kicked off on, on Saturday Arvo, so that was nice. And um, you get any feedback this week on the shows, mate? Any, 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 any uh, coaches calling you up and telling you to get straight into it or anything like that? No, um, you know, we obviously had a bit of a detour last week uh, with our Olympics tribute and, you know, <laughs> or the week before. And, uh, mate, we, we, I think, you know, look, we're in the uh, we're in the dog days of the comp, I think, the last few rounds before the finals. So I think we'll spice things up and change up the format maybe heading into the finals week. But, uh, mate, we'll make this a short and sharp episode. Before we do that, I will just divulge um, Bledisloe next week. That's going to be exciting. Looking forward to my Sunday barbecue uh, at 1.30 for a double, you know, it's going to be one Bledisloe into another. Um, yeah. mate, what, what's, the, what's the word out of the camp? How are the boys shaping up? And um, what about all this absolute shit show between the unions at the moment? Oh, mate, isn't it? I mean, that's probably the best way to describe it, really, a shit show. Like, it's yeah. been um, absolutely ridiculous, hasn't it? And, and look, mm. I, I feel like... Uh, I actually watched Hamish McLennan on the Kiwi rugby show last night, The Breakdown, and he yeah. was so impressive. He and, was. And I actually feel like that it was weird listening to the panellists ask him these questions that I thought we all knew the answers to. And mm. they, they seemed like the, you know, the mouthpiece of New Zealand rugby over in um, NZ, the, the, the New Zealand Herald, um, has been um, feeding these these I guess these lies to everyone because it feels like and Hamish McLennan kind of exposed that in his cross last night basically said that you know here's the minutes for these meetings do you want to see them I'll show them to you um you guys agreed to this so why are you throwing the toys out of the cot now it was it was so interesting to hear that come from from the the chairman of rugby Australia and great too I think you know it's nice to see a bit of leadership at the top yeah, I think so. I think um, I don't know. It's I think there's that feeling of uh, like there is in the footy field that feel that feeling of sort of uh, dominance and maybe you know New Zealand pushing boundaries to the best of their ability because they are the uh, the top dog. Uh, maybe that's spilling over into the uh, commercial world of rugby. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what's the latest out of New Zealand? Because are they now going to have to agree to a quarantine coming into the Christmas period? I think that what the what they're going to do. I mean, I, I feels like the Trans Tasman bubble is going to happen sooner rather than later, so they might not have to quarantine um, mm. heading back to New Zealand, or if they do, it mightn't be for a very long time. So it mightn't be for the two weeks that is mandatory at the moment. 
uh, it might be only for seven days or something like that. So yeah. I, I think that I think that this trans-Tasman bubble will kind of alleviate all their fears um, that they were going to miss Christmas, which, um, you know, God forbid you miss Christmas. I mean, I, I realise, you know, people are away from their families and all this sort of stuff, but, man, come on. Like, they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, these guys. Um, mm. You know, I, I feel like... You know, up in Japan, the the players have to play, train on Christmas Day, play on Boxing Day, that sort of thing, play on New Year's Day. I, I just yeah. feel like it's a bit, it's a bit precious to be honest. Um, when we're in, we're in a, a global pandemic, and we've got the ability to play Test rugby, an ability which the rest of the world doesn't at the moment. I feel like mm-hmm. you need to suck it up a little bit. Um, and there's just a little bit of preciousness coming from across the ditch. And, look, they might school us on the rugby field. Who knows? Um, you know, I hope they don't, but they might do. And then they might laugh at us again. But right now we're laughing at them, and that's really nice. To, it's a nice feeling at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be interesting with that whole Christmas thing because I, I, I hear you and I agree, but uh, it's, the, it's the era of the player, mate. They've all got social media. They're all can, you know, make their case and point and they're very powerful in that respect. So it's going to take some careful uh, consideration from all the parties, uh, but more so on the rugby front. Um, what are you hearing out of the camp, mate? Uh, any early rumblings of potential uh, team for, for round one, for, for game one? No, I was lucky enough to – we went up with Fox to, to shoot some training when they were up in the Hunter Valley a couple of uh, – a few days ago, actually. It was last yeah. Thursday. So they left on Friday. So we were just mm. lucky enough to – you know, we, we had to mask up and were sitting sort of on the on the sidelines and, and shooting training, um, you know, in sort of slow-mo and all that sort of stuff. It was really uh, – we were really privileged to be able to do that. Um, and it was really interesting watching the training session, actually. It was really, you know, hardcore. Like, they were, they were going hard out, a um, lot of contact, a lot of um, shape, a lot of um, strategy, a lot of, you know, a lot of set piece, that sort of stuff. And then – it was interesting to see um, Dave Rennie being really hands-on as well. I thought that mm. was, um, you know, that's been a criticism of him from some people in the bleachers and um, to see him actually getting hands-on and, you know, doing some some proper coaching was really good and, and he seems like a terrific bloke. It felt like the, there was there was this really hard work ethic on the field from the team but they seemed really, um, really switched on and motivated and... Um, all those young guys, it just felt like a different energy to every, all other Wallabies camps that I've been around. Um, and uh, and look, I, you know, I'm not I'm not one to um, to to count the chickens or anything like that. But it just felt like there was a good feeling around camp, as there probably is before a ball's kicked in any sort of camp. But uh, yeah, mate, I, I um I feel like there's definitely going to be some you know some some new blood in this Wallabies team that gets named next week for the Bledisloe. I heard Dave Rennie himself say in a presser this week that if you're um, good enough, you're old enough. And I feel like some of those young guys are, are the best in their positions. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting makeup for the team, I reckon. Yeah, I think um, change is as good as a holiday. And as, as you know, there's that new coach effect and uh, a new squad, a young squad. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, our old Fred optimism has popped up again just before the Bledisloe series. <laughs> Happens a lot, um, doesn't it? It comes up every year. Um, he sits on my shoulder. I get a bit chirpy with my Kiwi friends, and um, 
I usually get shut down pretty quick. And uh, look, as we know, uh, results will then add different pressures and stresses. So uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a real baptism of fire, I think, for a young Wallaby squad uh, against a. All Black side that were just so impressive in their domestic league and and the North South game. So look, it, it's going to be a great spectacle. But uh, hopefully, you know, we build a bit of confidence uh, playing in the Rugby AU uh, Super Comp. Yeah, how's this for a bit of history for you? So thirty years ago, we beat the All Blacks twenty one nine. It was the famous Phil Kearns up yours, Sean Fitzpatrick try. Um, yep. That was in Wellington twenty yep. years ago. The Wallabies beat the All Blacks uh, with the Eels kick in Wellington. Um, and I played rugby that day. <laughs> yeah, oh, did you? <laughs> I played against uh, Linfield up at oh Chatswood maybe actually Chatswood rugby because yeah it was just you were just buzzing after it and you just everyone was emu- emulating the kick when we got to the warm up. <laughs> so good, so yeah, good, and, and I, I think um, and so there's there's just and and. Both of those teams, probably not so much the the 2000 team, but that 1990 team, a lot of young guys, they were called the Woeful Wallabies after the first two tests over there. Uh, They got beaten back-to-back and then they came back and won that and it it set them on the course to uh, the 91 World Cup. Um, a lot of youngsters, a lot of 22, 21, 22-year-olds in Horan and Kearns and um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a, certainly a watershed moment for that team, and there's just that. I, I was talking to Kernsey about it, and, and I said, "Look, is there? Do you feel like there's a similar feeling around this team?" And he he, he agreed. So, look okay. for what it's worth, you know, a bit of history, um, and and no, the last three Wallabies coaches have all won their first test against the All Blacks. So um, there you really? go. Yeah, they have. Dean's, the last three. Yeah, Deans, McKenzie and Checker all won their first test against the All Blacks. That does surprise me. Um, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. So yeah, oh, new well. era and uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Some good omens, as we say. So we'll, uh, it's going to be interesting next week. I'm sure we'll get a little chat about that as the team ta- starts to take shape. Uh, mate, round 11, we're getting close. Um, we've now got two rounds left before the finals, um, but we had another very interesting round on the weekend. Um, I got out and about, uh, checked out some footy. Uh, we might start over at Wallara, uh, where the Beasties were too strong for Penrith. Yeah, um, yeah look, I thought I thought the Beasties, you could have looked at this one too. I thought the Beasties were, were good enough without being incredible. I mean, they did score 56 points, but I think they left a lot of points out in the field um, from what I saw. Um, that Nadura Natolo, the number twelve for Penrith, he is something else. Yeah, he's a beast, isn't he? I mean, he's there was absolute a couple, machine. There was a couple of um, passages of play where they managed to probably throw three or four offloads in the in the same phase. Um, and oh, they've got a ripper try from inside from about eighty meters out, where he's bumped the ball up and just exploded with pace through the line. And, yeah. A couple of passes later, put his fullback away. It's one of the one of the tries of the season for me. So good to see Penrith maybe building some combinations. It's looking like they're going to be welcome back uh, into the comp in twenty twenty one as well as the wildfires. Yeah, look, three tries to two at half time. So you yeah, know, Penrith were they're just they're just more and more competitive every week, aren't they? As you said, that that um that ripper set piece try was was <laughs> was one of the tries of the season. One of the best awesome. I've seen this year. Yeah. Um, from the, Pen- the Penrith fullback scores it, but you're right, and Duratalo just um, 
come he came back on the the most wicked angle I've, I've seen I've seen a, a lot of angled runs but that was very acute I think is probably the right word. No, there's no um, stopping him. He's got a big background in league, I believe, and uh, may have played some international. I don't know if it was rugby or sevens or, or maybe even some league, but certainly uh, of Fijian um, origin. And uh, yeah, hopefully he hangs around the shoot shield because he's, uh, he's an excitement machine. Yeah, yeah. And look, from East's perspective, I thought Rob Liotta was a beast again. He's yeah. uh, coming back from coming coming up from Melbourne, and um, he's really dynamic. Oh, isn't he? And he's just such a large human. Like you just yeah. saw, he he kind of dominates the frame when he's got the ball. Um, and when you're watching it on the on the small screen, um, and you know he's just such a big guy. He had six on his back, but was playing mostly number eight. Um, and I feel like he's a really good inclusion for that that beasties team. We spoke about how mobile their pack is, and to have some mobility as well as size now as well, really. Um, Really good for for Paulie Tomopia. So, yeah, I think um, you're right. Though it wasn't probably probably wasn't the most impressive game from East this season. Look, Newsom got four tries. That's that's pretty special. Um, it's pretty handy. It's good to see Waratahs coming back and dominating. It's a bit like the whole Test cricketers in Sheffield Shield analogy. You yeah. want to see them come yeah. back and and dominate. And and he, I think, I think he's doing really well for them as well. So, um, and as we said, Beasties have got quite a few uh, Waratahs back, so they need to be performing. Yeah, they've got a very handy squad. Uh, they're pretty well embedded in the top six now, s- sitting in fifth spot. Um, it's all pretty tight from about third place down to about seventh. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they finish up. I think they're, they're going to Western Sydney this weekend, so you'd think they'd, you'd fancy them. So, yeah, certainly looking at finals footy for the Beasties. Um West Harbour against uh, Western Sydney. Uh, West Harbour had a good win, uh, fifty to fifteen. It's a very blustery affair down at Dremoyne Oval. Yeah, how picturesque is uh, the backfield there at Dremoyne Oval? It looked like I was on. I felt like I was on holidays watching it. It was beautiful. There's you know sailboats floating in the background, and, um, but it was a blustery affair, as you say. Um, yeah, there was a couple of real power fade conversions from from some of the kickers on the on the day. It was um, yeah. starting at far outside the. I'll tell you what, they've they've updated Dremoyne Oval number two as well from the time that I played there, where there was only one post down one end. Um, so that's that's <laughs> nice to see. You had to go. Yeah, I, when you scored a try, that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you scored a try, you had to go up the other end and convert it. That was always fun. Um, <laughs> oh but um, look, I, I, I did get a good look at this one. James Turner, he got four tries as well. We just spoke about Alex Newsom. His, his last couple of tries in sort of the last ten minutes of the game, I, like he's got serious gas. That guy, he's so yeah. fast. <laughs> he was, yeah. no, he was yeah, really good player. And um, you know, he um, he almost scored one. I think it was him who he made the break. Up the middle of the field, and the and Tepai Maroa from Two Blues put on this yeah. incredible try saving sort of play. He's run him down from you know fifty meters away, and got in the way of the pass, and turned it over, and then thumped it sixty meters downfield, and then the Two Blues score from the resulting maul. Um, it was it was quite the play. Like he is he is a serious player, Tepai Maroa. Um, no, it's good. It's good to see him turning out for uh, the two blues as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he sort of set up their other try as well. 
um, for the day. Good finish from Williams, and, and it was his offload that that set up the their other try. Um, and it was you know they were leading at half time, fifteen twelve, but then you know four minutes into the second half, uh, pirate score again. I, I said it, I said the power fade on the conversion. It was, was something to see if you can get on the highlights and have a look at it on clutch. Um, and you know with about. 25 to play, they just turned on the afterburners, the Pirates, and it was game over. Seems to be an issue for both the Two Blues uh, and the Emus this year, uh, that second half collapse. You, you wonder if it's a, something as simple as fitness, but, you know, it's it's, it's probably, uh, probably a few things happening. Yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, fitness kind of um, leads to, you know, breakdown of structure and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, and and I think I think you you can see it. They're, they're just they're just not hitting breakdowns. They're getting turned over. Their set piece crumbles, um, mm. and you know the, the, you can. There's still the odd moment of of competitiveness, but teams just run over them in that last ten minutes. And like James Turner, he showed that gas in that last ten minutes to score those two tries. Uh, but you know if it was if, they, if those were in the First half, there might have been someone there to, to, to knock him down, you know. So I, I think, yeah, look, I think it's it's fitness, but it's you're right, it's it's a, a combination of, of things after that as well. Yeah, no, um, exactly right. Mate, we might have a quick look at the uh, TV game. Uh, Northern Suburbs just continued to impress. Uh, too good for South, 35 to 17. Didn't have it all their own running, but, um, geez, they showed some class. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I think I said it on last week's shootcast. Uh, the you know a third of the squad of Buries and Sinclairs, and I actually feel like that's actually a, a real part of their success at the moment. They they um they all have they have these really good combinations. Sinclair and Angus Sinclair and Harry Bury have played together for a long time. Uh, Hugh Sinclair's been there as well. Um, for a long time, he played number eight. Duffy's been there for a couple of years now. There's just this, um, you know, real cohesion between the team. I, I thought Bury and Russell in the centres again. I, I, I'm a broken record with those blokes, but again, they they really set up the the victory for them. Um, constantly Mate, I, I making have, breaks. I have Harry Bury um, pushing up into Ken Catchpole territory. I think this season he's been just an absolute star every every week. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, and you know, the Gordon train has slowed down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and yeah. Mylano's been moved around a little bit. If yeah. we're talking votes, he might just have a few votes taken off him. And Bury's been absolutely consistent the whole way through. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a really good point you make, and. Um, you know, up just, front, yeah. Just got such a good rate uh, now for the game. He knows when to take the line on hard. He knows when to offload. He's just got a really good football brain on him. His brother's thriving outside of him. He's got, you know, real fancy feet. Almost looks like a bit of a touch footy paper. He's got a bit of a league background, but he's got great feet, great acceleration. Um, he's got a couple of tries off broken play. But um, Bury's the one, for me, playing outside Sinclair. He just... Just reads the game so well, and you know he's 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 quite um, he's quite short, he's, but he's diminutive, and he you know he's got he's a bit of a nuggety presence, but um, got all the skills and uh, just maturing into a very very smart um, footballer. Yeah, you're right. His decision making is is a big key of that as well. Knows when to put the ball in behind on the boot. He's he's got a pretty good boot on him as well. Um, you know, having having Sinclair and Bury 
able to to drop it on the toe at any yeah. and Duffy moment. inside them. Duffy as well. Um, you know, Duffy's speed to the breakdowns brilliant as well. It manages to, you know, I think I think Margins had a really good year as well in in a hooker role. He scored a, a double on the weekend. I don't know if you caught his um, interview um, post game with Lou Ransom, but it was pretty funny. He's, I missed um, that. He he's. <laughs> He's a pumped-up rooster. I'll give him that. <laughs> he was pretty happy. Um, yeah, so. That seems to be the trend of Norse this year. They just seem like they're enjoying their footy. I mean, you know, they all obviously know each other well. Um, doesn't seem to have too many rock stars, if you know what I mean. It just seems like a really cohesive side. So I'm very keen to see how they progress into the finals. Yeah, and Ilvar as well. I mean, let's not forget, he missed the whole preseason. He didn't get there till round three or something like that. Um, and so, you know, a lot must be, um, uh, a lot of credit must be given to the assistant coaches, but also the fact that he's been able to come in and continue that, uh, or make them better. He's been able to come in and make them better. So, um, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a really good squad they've got there. And yeah, they're, they're, uh, again, they're they're not even a smoky. They're a real favorite for this comp. Yeah, now Southern Districts on the on the flip side, obviously uh, have impressed with some big results this year, but again, consistency has been their Achilles heel. Um, they're now in danger of slipping out of the finals. They're sitting in sixth, uh, seventh spot, uni now in sixth, so uh, uh, it's must-win territory from here uh, for Todd Loudon's Rebels. Yeah, and, and there's a the the draw this week, um, you know, Sydney Uni v Norths, that's going to be a beauty. Um, mm. And then Souths have got Manly. Um, you know, it's if if Norths can beat Uni and and Souths get up over Manly, then Souths are pretty much in. Um, but it's it's going to be an interesting couple of rounds to come. But you're right, the consistency um, is really plaguing Southern Districts. I thought Summer Malolo. Um, uh, at number eight was brilliant. He scored that try where he just you know exploded yeah. over the top. Um, and, and got a blue card, I noted too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully he's okay for this week. Um, and, and hopefully not from a manly fan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's I hope, I hope he's healthy, but I hope he's not too healthy. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I love watching him play. Like he's he's yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a big robust number eight. He's um. He can carry hard. He, he tackles hard. He's, you know, he's pretty busy around the breakdown as well. So yeah, he's very impressive. I um I do like I do like the way he plays the game. Um, and we spoke about the North Centre pairing. Uh, I feel like I feel like the South Centre pairing as well in Latu and Lawson has been pretty consistent this year. Um, they'll need to have a big game this week against Manly and um and really get their um get their season back on track because they really w- couldn't really afford that loss on uh, on Saturday just gone. Yeah, I think they suffered badly when Metchie came off because their scrum looked like it was getting on top of uh, the Shawman early but um, lost Metchie and that's, that's a fair loss. Yeah, yeah, their, their scrum's been brilliant. It's been one of their real um, features this year, uh, their set piece, but they – they were crueled against Gordon a few weeks ago, if you remember, when, when it went mm. to uncontested scrums and yeah. and with Metcher going off on the weekend. Like it's just kind of it's let them down at the uh, at, at the, the really crucial times through no fault of their own. Um, mm. so yeah, it's uh, yeah, you're right. That was a that was a real big moment. One game I didn't get a chance to have a look at, not sure if you did, I don't seem to have found the footage is the game 
uh, up at the Hunter. I think it was the Bar TV, but uh, Ratty's too good for Hunter on their home patch, 50 to 15. Uh, Ringer uh, have the faintest of faintest sniffs, I believe, still mathematically. Really? So they, they're still a chance? So, so I read somewhere, yes. Yes, okay. they do. So you're uh, telling well, me there's a chance on Lloyd Christmas? Old Lloyd rats. Christmas. Well, they're three points off South, so I guess they're hoping both South and Uni collapse. I guess that's the logic. Yeah. Um, but I think Rats have got a pretty tough finish. I think they've got um, oh, who they've, they've got, got, this they've got uh, Eastwood at Milner into Norse, which will be tough. Yeah, that's a tough run home. Look, they're a million to one, but they're they're a chance. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good luck to them. I, I I didn't catch this game either, Burjo. I um, it, interesting score lines, aren't there? Three scores of fifty, three scores yeah. of thirty-five and thirty-four. So like, it's yeah, some weird scores. But um, it's a bit odd, yeah, yeah. Uh, it look at. I mean, um, I think just consistency again has been the the killer for Warringah, hasn't it? Um, Ma looked like he had a good day out. Um, with the ten on his back again, mm. um, yeah. Look, I, I, as we said, I didn't, I didn't get to see this game, but um, just checking to see if Josh scored. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, Mars scored. And the backs had a bit of a day out, so yeah. Look, um, well, Ring will be hoping that um, you know they could pull off the improbable. Um, and look. Um, the wildfires, mate, I hear they're back for next year, so uh, a lot to take away um, from the season. And they've had a win and a draw so far, hopefully probably looking to, with the last couple of rounds left to, to maybe jag something extra. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you do hope so. And, and, look, it's just great for the comp to have um, them involved and, and look, looking looking stronger every week as well. I mean, this, that's, that's a pretty... Um, poor result, but they still look like they can. They've got points in them, don't they? So, yeah. Um, and that's the main thing. And, and I'm sure that um, you know Bubba Coleman. He'll be looking to. He'll be looking for um, Coleman superiority now when DC leaves to go overseas. So he'll be looking for it in the shoot shield. Oh, he might put his hat in the ring for the Gordon job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no. I'm sure. I'm sure he's pretty happy to stay up north, um, mate. I I caught a good look at the game down at Coogee Oval. Um, Ramick too good for the Marlins, thirty four to fifteen. It was pretty tight early on. Man, they went over early, um, and then just didn't capitalise on a bit of pressure. Um, and that's been a bit of a manly's issue all year. Is their attack just just hasn't been able to get it? There was an intercept thrown, uh, which sort of turned the game. Went into the sheds at about fifteen eight, but. Uh, Ramrick are very well drilled side, well coached. Um, they've got a lot of strong sevens athletes. These sevens players, mate, they, they just are a, a class above in terms of their athleticism. They're just so fit, so fast. I thought Donaldson had a very good game. Uh, McDonald at halfback, and Young Poitevin, um is a, is a very good player. Obviously, famous famous uh, father. Um, but um, uh, for Manly, Yul uh, Yul uh, had his best game of the year, so uh, it's been a bit of a development year for him. But um, Ramwick uh, bubbling away, mate, in third spot. So we're going to see the galloping greens at the pointy end. Yeah, I think we are. Uh, and look, it was a, a terrific day down there at Coogee Oval with uh, yeah. Indigenous, Indigenous Indigenous round. round. Yeah. They did a really, really unbelievable job down there at yep. uh, commemorating that and uh, and acknowledging. Uh, the you know they've got such a proud indigenous history down at Randwick, and they so do. They, did a, they did a really great job. And um, 
you know, it was great to see the jerseys that they wore were Indigenous jerseys, but they also had uh, the names of the 10 Indigenous players at the club currently, whether they're in third Colts or first grade, or printed on, on the jerseys, um, which was really cool. And um, and Tristan Riley wore the, the special boots as well, um, which I saw a video of during the week, if you caught that on social media. That was yeah, really I saw nice. that was great. Yeah, yeah. No, really good. So that, that that I mean that was fantastic um, in itself, uh, and so you know hats off to Randwick for for doing that. Um, yeah, you're right. The athletes in their squad, the the sevens players, are just brilliant. You know, Gerald Skelton is a beast, isn't he? Number yeah, eight. he's a good acquisition for sure. Um, we talk about you know athletes and and big guys. Um, you know, he's got he's got most of the skills, uh, Gerald Skelton. So good to see him playing. Um, Playing 15s as well. Uh, I do note for Manly Burge that I think 12 of the or 13 of the starting 15 were Manly Juniors. Correct. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, yeah. That, that's a good thing. I, I, you, I don't know how many people understand how the player point system works, but you get up to 100 points. Most of the strong sides uh, will you know sit anywhere from that 80 to 100 point range. Manly's team equated to 18 on the weekend, which is, just tells you that, uh, you know, they're giving the younger guys a go. I think Matt's um, got a long-term outlook towards the club and uh, I think, you know, certainly they'll be looking to recruit in some areas next year, but they'd be happy for the amount of guys they've given a given a shot and um, they had a really good day. We're having a really good year in second grade on the weekend. That was the top of the table clash on Saturday with Ramwick winning, but um, I suspect the Manly Reserve grade side to go into the pointy end as well. So uh, good year in that respect. Yeah. Let's move on to an absolute humdinger. Um, Chatswood over, mate. And, and again, um, I, hard to tell because I can't get the shots of the grandstand, but I can only imagine. But um, – Really good crowds uh, now back into Chatswood Oval. That's got to be one of the most pleasing things about this uh, Gordon uh, resurgence. And um, there must be a lot of people um, that have reconnected with, with with a club that's got so much history. So uh, it, was an, it was a great game. Um, I thought before the game that Uni would trouble them, and they certainly did early. Um, Uni's... You know, new acquisition of, of high quality players are starting to starting to gel a little bit. Um, they really dominated Gordon the scrum. Gordon have got problems at scrum time. I think um, I think that's been a trend throughout the comp. So I think they're going to have to work out how to alleviate that. But they obviously have got quality elsewhere to to get them through sides. But um, I do think Darren will be trying to work out how he's going to address the scrum because Uni really dominated them up front, and it was. I think 19-3 when the game really turned on a dime um, from an errant pass from Dunbar off the kickoff that um, Joey Walton poached on. And from there, Gordon really um, stuck it to them. Uh, Joey Walton for Gordon's been brilliant, I think, in in the weeks that he's been back. Uh, I do note that Vailanu moved back to hooker this week. and I think um, I think Charlie Abel, they've been waiting for Charlie Abel to come back uh, yeah. from Melbourne, um, but he came up against a pretty formidable Tom Robertson on the weekend oh, and, yeah, yeah got, got really schooled, unfortunately. Um, so that's mm. welcome back to first grade, son, kind of a moment. Um, but, um, but you're right, elsewhere on the, on the field they managed to really make up for it. I thought, um, you know... Uh, as I said, Walton's been brilliant. Um, but when Jack Dempsey came onto the field as well, he, some really nice touches. Uh, yeah, he, he, he set up that try, which kind of yep. broke, broke the camel's back in the end, didn't it? 
Um, yeah, it did. It did. Rodney Iona um, controlled the game really well again. Goddard, as we know, um, they've just got so many threats. And then when you've got dynamic players like Dempsey, um, they're still the team to beat, as we all uh, have seen all year. So, um, yeah, but like like I said, I think I think Uni is going to lift a couple of gears. Yeah, and they normally do at this end of the year, don't they? Yeah, um, I put some doubt on them the last few weeks, but oh, I don't know. I'm starting to think now that the, the way that scrum is and just the the quality of player they have in the front row and the back row, their their back line is 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 very good without being incredible. Um, so yeah, look, it, 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 it probably won't be as as dominant, but um, yeah, I just think that they're going to now really. Trouble a few teams. We're very interested to see how they get on against Norse this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say that is a huge game, isn't it? I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That'll be a beauty. Um, huge test, huge yeah. test for Norse, I think. Yeah, absolutely. TV game as well. So um, you know, that's a that's a playoff game. It's a playoff game this weekend, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. Watching those two play off against each other. Um, you know, they met in the was it the 2016 Grand Final. Um, at North yeah. Sydney Oval, Tom Carter's last game. Um, yeah. You know that the quality on the field is has not changed from both of those teams. So uh, that's at just, uni, yeah, yeah, at uni, yeah. So oh, mate. you can only imagine what we'll be doing this week. They'll just be S and C all week, just just <laughs> running, bashing their heads in the walls. It's uh, yeah, I, I particularly wouldn't want to be playing this weekend. No. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's going to be good. Oh, that'll be a ripper at three o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, no, lots of good games uh, for round twelve. Uh, Eastwood and the Rats, as we mentioned earlier at Milner, that'll be a great game. Two Blues taking on uh, Eastern Suburbs. Penrith have Gordon. Um, I think Gordon will probably look to get a few things right and maybe rotate the squad a bit. Um, Souths taking on the Marlins, and um, as we said, Union Norse and Hunter. Who got Hunter? Uh, West Harbour. West Harbour. Yeah. Um, mate, you got an early tip for me for uh, potential grand final? Too early? Uh, I reckon oh, – jeez, I'll tell you what would be awesome to see is Gordon North's. I reckon that would be, be a ripper. See, that's where uh, my head was at um, at the start of the week. Then I watched the uni game and I got uni edging into that top area now, I think. Yeah, right. I okay. Think they've got enough – Quality, but I don't know. You know, there's still Eastwood and and East. Um... I'd love a little throwback to the old Gordon Randwick days. That'd be yeah. a, that'd be a really nice matchup as well. Um, I think you're right though. Gordon Norse would be great because Gordon have had the big year and obviously lots of anticipation and they've delivered. And then the last thing they'd want to know is that their, <laughs> their uh, neighbour um, has had a lights out year too and. Uh, you know, it might just, um, you know, rattle a few cages. Oh, big time. Well, I mean, we know that Battle of the North, is so, it's always such a good game as well. Like, it's always such a really good game when those two face off against each other. It's brutal. It's, um, you know, it's competitive. It's it's fast. It's it's everything that you love about the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I reckon uh, I'd love to see it. I reckon it'd be brilliant. 
Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Well, are you um, heading out for some footy in the weekend? Do we any commentating around the around the grounds? I, I think I'm actually I'm, I'm looking after the kids this weekend because the the oh. wife's going to Epsom Day this weekend, mate. So I've got to uh, I've got to stay at home and and she gets to go to the races. But I'll be I'll be a keen viewer, that's for sure. Um, and then next week I think I'm back into it. So um, yeah, I'll be I'll be a keen viewer this week. I think. All right, mate, I'll be texting you to see what's going on TV. I'm going to go down to Foreshore to watch the Marlins' uh, final game of the year. We've got the bye in round 13, so uh, gotcha. maybe I'll try to sneak on the bus on the way home. What do you reckon? Oh, mate, that's a, uh, there's no better way to do it, I reckon. It's a long trip. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to spend your own fuel money, mate. Jump on the, jump on the bus. Well, usually a trip to Northies in order for the Marlins. Uh, you know, it's not a bad pub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't get down there all that often, maybe once or twice in my life. So, yeah, mate, we'll see how I'm going. Just make sure Todd Carney's not around, mate. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, mate, have a good evening. I'll speak to you next week. Yeah, it's good. Have a good one.